Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. I'm your host, Matthew Hawkins, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ed Carbajal. Every week, we are brought to you by AllAccessMMA.com. Ed, how's it going, my man? Pretty good, man. I mean, it would be better if our guest showed up, but uh, as they say, shit happens. He might be even watching this, so no no hard feelings if you are. Uh We'll get you on the next. We'll get to catch you on the rebound. Stuff happens. Yeah, no, no big deal. Uh, people have lives. Uh, things happen. Uh, but uh, with that said, so last week we kind of did a whirlwind recap uh, or, you know, uh, look ahead to what this fight island and uh, boy started off, uh, started off with a bang on, uh, on Saturday. Uh, were you able to catch most of the card, or at least the main card? I hope I, I caught the entire main card. I mean, uh, early cards. I obviously, I think I don't know if we mentioned it last week, but early card. For, well, we did mention the Saturday, but I mean, tomorrow with their first two leading up to UFC 257, they have these cards that are at uh, odd times for MMA as far as regular fight fans are concerned. That was early Saturday. I was out training myself and doing errands, and then uh, I recorded the main card and caught that. Which uh, apparently, with the prelims, I mean, if watching the post-fight press conference, according to Dana White, we didn't miss much anyway. And then the, uh, you know, so for when it came to the uh, <clears throat> the main card, up apparently was uh, where it was at on uh, first card on ABC. So um, let's bring up those results. We can take a quick look at it as a. Uh, yeah, now, the, the prelim, prelims certainly weren't anything to talk about, but boy, man, the main card really. Really oh, did uh, did its share of uh, you know it, the 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 it started off with uh, Soriano picked up a huge win um, over Todorovic uh, KO you know end of the first round yeah the uh, early in this fight there was an illegal shot I can't off the top of my head I can't remember if it was an eye gouge or a, a low blow but or it was no no the dude's uh, dude's mouthpiece. Dude's mouthpiece got lost in the and, and lost, lost, yeah in the cage. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, and I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, is this this is a perfect way for MMA to return to network television? <laughs> is having the very first fight them not being able to find the guy's mouthpiece because it's lodged in the corner of the cage. So I, I thought that was kind of hilarious and, and kind of ominous. Uh, I well, thought, it, but uh, yeah, it was. And you know what's funny about that is, uh, it's you know obviously we all noticed that. Um, and uh, obviously, with this being the first card on ABC, there were some things that went wrong that had even Dana White kind of uh, sweating in his boots. He made note of it at the post-fight press conference, and he that was this was that was one of the things that he was like, "Really, this is going to happen with the first card on ABC?" And um, so he was worried about that. He actually, you know, it's funny, and until he mentioned it, I didn't notice it. But he was like, "We did no opener; it just started," and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's true." Like. Because I recorded it, and I was like, okay, they're just going to jump right into the fights. That's cool, which, you know, me and you don't mind that. We don't need an opener. We know everything we need to know about it. But he was like, wow, 20 years doing this, and we don't put in an opener. But, I mean, um, yeah, not for nothing. I tweeted when that when I rewatched because uh, I watched the main event with my parents live when it happened. And then I had to go back and watch the uh, the this fight and the other few three fights you know, uh, that I recorded them. So I kind of watched the event backwards 
So I tweeted later that night at, when we were watching uh, this fight because when that happened with the mouthpiece and they 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 kind of resolved fixed that pretty quick. The, the I mean, considering what happened, but uh, um, Todorovic was already kind of on his on his way out. Like he was well on his way to being knocked out anyway. That I was kind of like if I was if I was Dusko. I would have been like, you know, take all the time you need to get that out of, out of yeah, the Yeah, that's the thing. Like he started, he, he's the one who found it. He started digging into the corner, and I think he's the one who actually pulled it out. And even the announcer uh, was commenting how the last thing he would do would be waste any energy trying to find the mouthpiece. But I just thought that was hilarious. It's funny Dana commented on it. I didn't see that. Yeah, because um, he was actually – he was super worried about – because uh, so the, one of the things he mentioned in the post-fight press conference was was that – and one of the things he was concerned with was because the the ABC News was going to be on right after it at at their start time, no matter where they were. Like if if they were in round three of of the of main event, they were just going to switch over to the news because you know ABC is doing this kind of to uh, just to test the, how rate you know numbers and stuff, so that they weren't like married to to doing it. They don't know if they're going to do it again, but um you know he was worried about like if everything went to a decision. Then we we would have we would have missed out unless you had ESPN Plus I guess you would have missed out on on some some of the fights but uh I mean obviously as as we go down the card we're going to see it kind of played out really well for him <laughs> yeah no it started off with this one ended up being a, a big time finish um, obviously after the little bit of comical uh, controversy but uh, yeah then the next match on the card was a fight that kind of jumped out to me as one to uh, to bet on um you know? oh yeah we were both wrong on this one boy yeah I, I, <laughs> I, the buckley thing i i was always amused by i mean not that he's not going to turn this around and become a you know top ranked fighter but when a guys get big a knockout uh or it's a highlight i it kind of interests me how like they become like all of a sudden like this superhero of a fighter obviously uh chirko is is a tough dude has has the skills to put you out and it was just one of those fights. He, I think he was a three or four to one favorite. And I thought it was a little high. Um, I thought he was jumping up without having, you know, really had the tough competition. Um, you know, uh, uh, Alessio DiCerco picks, uh, catches him with a head kick, puts down Buckley and kind of ironically ends up on the, on the other end of a uh, uh, kick to the face uh, highlight film. What was your take on uh, Cherico and his, his, uh, his what do you want to say? His his muting of uh, being interviewed and and uh, kind of going after the the media a little bit. Um, I didn't. I wrote about because he actually kind of explained it a little better on his own Instagram the the next the following day. I wrote a piece over at MMAnews.com about it, but um, I mean, I kind of got where he was coming from, especially when he explained his side of it more because I I didn't even think about. I mean, we and you and I both mentioned it actually before the, the event. How he was, you know, how this was kind of like a, a probably set up to to keep Buckley's uh, hype going, and you know, et cetera, et cetera. But he he was like super concerned with um, apparently. So those the, those losses that he had before this fight, he felt like some of them, you know, some of them were poorly judged. He feels like he, you know, maybe he he didn't win, he didn't lose as bad as as the results came out. But um, I, I got where he was coming from. I mean, it, he he does have a point where, you know, he kept saying to everyone, "It takes it's two people, two fight, two competitors that that make for a great fight." So he doesn't like how they interviewed just the winner. I mean, and we've seen like co-main main event, you know, uh, both the winner and the loser do get interviewed. So 
maybe he just felt like he should have had some a voice in one of his previous losses. And but uh, on his Instagram, he was saying too that that he um, was really nervous about um, being cut. Obviously, if he picked up another loss, and we saw the emotion that he displayed when he won. So it looks like there was just a lot going on there. Um, the funny thing was, it wasn't just the media that he, he did that to. He also did it to Dana White. Uh, Dana White was like, "Hey, congratulations!" And he said, and Dana White was like, and his team, him and his team, looked at me like, "The fuck you want?" <laughs> and I was just, I just thought that was funny because, uh, you know, I guess they were just like, I mean, I, they were looking at him to be like, "Listen, you know, don't don't be cutting us. We 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 picked up a win." So, but yeah, I, I didn't. I got where it's coming from. I just hope it doesn't mess with his career too much moving forward. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that it will. Um, it's an interesting point. I think he makes in. It's really kind of one of the only sports. I mean, where the loser just kind of gets censored in a, in a sense. Um, and they're not censored. He can speak to whoever he wants to after the event, but you know, uh, usually the losing coach or manager gets, gets some say. So I, I understand, especially if you're losing tough decisions, the frustration of, of kind of not being able to voice your, your disappointments uh, in, in, especially in a close fight. Uh, but this fight definitely was a big win for him. Uh, won't get cut now. Uh, and, and, I hope I hope not. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't think. I wouldn't think that that would be something that they would uh, they would want. And if he does go somewhere else, he's Italian. You know, it's a big pickup for another organization. If if UFC, yeah. is, uh, you know, decides to do something stupid there, but I wish crazy. I put money on him. That's for damn sure. Yeah, that's the thing. Even when the fight started, I saw the odds, and I go, man, that would have been a nice one to have. You know, ten or twenty bucks on 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 the Italian, but uh, it didn't work out that. You know, I didn't didn't place the bet, but obviously he picked up the win. Especially if you would have had him by knockout in the first round, I imagine the payout would have been crazy. Yeah. The so. next fight, though, continued the run of uh, surprises. Uh, we mentioned how Li Jing Lang, uh, super tough, the leech, Chinese fighter. I think uh, most of us thought that Ponzinibbio uh, would come back, be his old self, you know, re, re, you know, regain his spot in, in the you know middle of the. Of the Walter White division, uh, the leech though has different uh, different thoughts there as he goes through and picks up the knockout also in the first round, uh, keeping the keeping the string of three continuous first round knockouts going. Um, I, I didn't see this this I, you know I didn't see this happening per se, but I'm not surprised it did. Mm-hmm. Me neither. I think I had him Ding uh, uh, Liang pick to win uh, just because uh, I I feel like I remember. Other finishes of his, I mean, <clears throat> um, I mean, it's it's a uh, it's weird that we're bringing that up because uh, uh the uh, the uh, our <laughs> guest we were supposed to have is one of his one of his uh, past wins that I remember him winning on, but um, it's uh, definitely uh, one of the fights that uh, I I wasn't too surprised about. I mean, listen, I mean, one thing in this sport, I think we've mentioned it before in the podcast. The, the the guard changes in MMA, especially lately, faster than than we oh than we expect, you know. So uh, I I mean I I had a feeling I didn't I didn't think it was going to be this dominant, but I had a feeling uh, Jing Liang was going to pick up a W there. Big win for him, huge mm-hmm. win. Uh, 
you know, like I said, exciting fighter, always somebody to watch, but you, you never really thought he would get over that hump, but we'll see what happens now. Really. The only thing for him now is, is a top, you know, most people thought Ponzinibbio was a top contender. So, uh, really curious to see who they match him up with because I imagine the, the top three, four guys in the division aren't going to be jumping at the opportunity to to, to fight uh, Jin Liang. Yeah, uh, but but he's going to be a tough out for anybody. Co-main event, uh, battle of the uh, UFC geezers in a sense, uh, but some, <laughs> some kings of the violence. Uh, Carlos Condit, Matt Brown. Uh, you know, I, I, I Condit wins. Uh, controversy a little bit over it being three rounds to nothing. I thought Matt Brown definitely won a round of the fight. Uh, the stats are ugly, but I, I don't think the stats tell the story completely of the fight. Um, at least not, not from my eyes. The judges obviously thought so. Uh, but I, I thought the consensus was it was a lot closer fight than the judges kind of made it sound. Uh, I thought this was Great performance by both guys, really, uh, at their age, at their at the wear and tear. Uh, I thought this was about as good as you're going to get out of two guys like this uh, fighting at this point of their career. Yeah, I don't understand these stats either on the on the U.S. We're on the screen for folks watching the video version of this podcast. We use the UFC.com uh, website images, but um. You know what, man? I I thought it was a great fight. I actually loved it as a as a, somebody that likes grappling. I mean, this round two, that takedown that Carlos got in round two that that had uh Dan Hardy and them on their feet had had me, you know, cheering after the fact. I don't know um what the live like like what the consensus was with fans watching at home, if they thought it was boring or whatever. I didn't think it was boring at all. I think the the controversy, uh, at least from Matt Brown, I think he thought he he felt he won the first round. Um, listen, the first round, it looked tough to me, but, um, I mean, with, uh, just the control, the control and position positions that, uh, um, Condit, even when he was in bad positions, when he, especially he did that one switch, uh, I think it's the same round. I think that was also round two when he'd hit that wrestler switch, uh, when he was against the cage and, and it looked like Matt Brown was going to grind him against the cage and he just, it literally almost was almost like out of nowhere. So I mean, it was nice to see. I mean, you know, it's funny that you you said the uh, geezers or whatever. But <clears throat> when I when you hear that word veterans now in MMA, especially me as an, as someone who is a geezer, I'm kind of like, oh man. I was like, why do you like when you hear the word veteran? It's like, oh, you know, it's, 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 it's like, come on, man. It's like calling somebody, you know, it's like calling a woman older. So you know, like you're asking yeah. a woman how old she is. You know, like you're not supposed to do back in the days of when the chivalry and gentlemen existed, but, uh, you know what I mean? Like I was just like, no, I, you know, when yeah. I heard veteran, I was like, cause I mean, obviously Matt Brown already retired sort of once and came back right away. And then Carlos Condit had to deal with his, his issue with the knee or whatever and came back to the folks thought he was gone. And so, I mean, I don't know, man, uh, they're still, they still have the drive to do it. So I'm all for it. What are they only 30 something? What are they in their thirties? Yeah, I'm sure they're still in their late thirties, but that's not my point. I guess my they're they're both from the older generation. They're from another generation yeah. of fighters. Um, you know, they're not the, the, the these are. I guess you want to say if we're looking at like UF or MMA generations, these guys are both pre Connor fighters. Carlos mm-hmm. Condit's a pre, you know, Car- Carlos Condit's like an Anderson Silva, you know, generation fighter. So, um, it it's. That's what I mean by older. It's kind of like you know, like all I consider Jose Aldo older, but he's what thirty two. 
You know, mm-hmm. he just, he's been around, he's fighting forever. And, and he just kind of uh, cross generational of, of MMA as far as fight, MMA fighters go. But um, yeah, enjoyable fight. Had a lot of fun watching it. I thought both guys performed well. Like I said, for me, it was as good as you're going to get out of, out of two guys at this point of their career. I, you know, I, I don't think, you know, anybody, either of these guys are making a run at the title before their career. Mm-hmm. I, 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 talent right now is just off the chart. Um, and it's a younger thing and these guys have had reconstructive surgeries you know this is these are the fights that they should have and, and these are the fights that uh you know i mean i don't know what uh, you know condit uh diego sanchez that kind of fights the stuff that that should be happening you know so um i know matt brown almost murdered diego sanchez but uh you know the, those those are still the fights that make most sense main event now when we get into that we we start talking about the champions and and top level stuff. Uh, Max Holloway, uh, obviously not the champion, but former champion, uh, went into the main event against Kelvin Cater. Uh, pretty even odds, slight favorite, and uh, from start to finish, just uh, just annihilated the dude. Looked again like the Max Holloway. I think we both said it you know, when we were talking about last week. We just didn't see Holloway taking another loss. And um, Basically, there are levels to this, and and it seems that even though there was some question coming <laughs> off of his losses, um, he he again establishes himself as as the best in the world, or well, you know, one of the best in the world at his weight class for sure. One thing that that came out of this was uh, these stats here, these numbers here, the four forty seven, like. The most the, significant strikes, the most just, total strikes. I, it's literally like I, I I don't know how. And then he did all kinds of interviews and was joking around after. I mean, look! Oh my God! Look! Uh, strikes by position, four hundred. Uh, it's, it's it was just like this is the one I watched with my parents, and even <laughs> even my parents were like, "Oh my God!" Like <laughs> you know, they don't really watch this sport, and they were like, "Oh my God!" Like this this guy. This guy is like first a. How is he not getting tired? But the other thing too was how was Calvin Qatar? There was one point where I thought he was going to drop, and then he just started wailing away, firing back just wild punches to stay on his feet so that the ref wouldn't stop it. And I was just like, like after I was done with that, I mean, I that's the one I watched live, and I was like, listen, if you weren't a fan of Calvin Qatar after this fight, before this fight, then you got to be now. Because I definitely became one. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I was a fan before. Uh, I guess for him, it's great he made it to the to the final bell. But mm-hmm. I did. It was just one of those fights I felt like the corner probably could have done him a favor and stopped it a round or two early. Uh, it was pretty clear that that. But like you said, every time, every time it looked like he was going to go down, he basically just started swinging hail mary, just you know, hooks mm-hmm. and he was enough there where they were a threat to Holloway and even a couple of them landed. It kind of had you go, Whoa, you know, like if Holloway walks into that, you know, this could, this could, <laughs> this could turn the script real quick. But, uh, I, I, you know, I was just glad to see Holloway back. Um, you know, we talked about, uh, wasn't it, wasn't it you talking about work, maybe doing a Holloway, uh, was it Holloway McGregor fight? Yeah. And it's funny. You know, that, and I, yeah. I kind of bad mouth the idea, but after this performance, like suddenly 
it, it makes a lot more sense. <laughs> um, especially if McGregor loses. If mm-hmm. McGregor loses, that fight makes like all the sense in the world. Yeah. If if Holloway's going to go up to one fifty five, yeah. Um, not so much if McGregor wins because I still think we're looking at the title mm-hmm. stuff. But you know, I think it was a great call by you last week after seeing that performance. Mm-hmm. Holloway, uh, certainly, certainly has has all the momentum if he wants to jump up again and give one fifty five a try against some of the top dogs. Yeah, what's funny about that though? I mean, obviously, and and, and he said that he he he's going to hang out and. Abu Dhabi and watch UFC 257 in case he if so if somebody needs to step in he's all willing to do it but post fight press conference Dana White was like appreciate the enthusiasm love the idea but not only do I want him to take a break after that and you know both of them but he was like not only do I want him to take a break and take a few months off after after a performance like that but I don't I I didn't like Holloway at 55 and I would prefer he stay at 45 and you know, so it doesn't look like it doesn't look like that'll happen. But hey, you never know. I mean, they're on an island during COVID. You know, if, if Holloway's clear, ready to get, you know, like like COVID test. I doubt. I mean, I don't know how that they self regulate when they're there. I, I assume. I, I I don't think that. Uh, I would I would assume that the the mandatory thirty day suspension would keep Holloway from fighting a week later <clears throat> from from his last fight. So. But um, I mean, I'm just saying all that to say, like, yeah, it was something that was kind of like, like I said, it's it's um, planting the seeds of possibilities. I mean, um, but Holloway was more focused on fighting, trying to bait Khabib back into fight because they had that press conference in Brooklyn, and mm-hmm. you know, with everything else that happened. What was that? 229 that event? I forget. No, I forget the event number. But you know, the 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 whole bus week incident. <laughs> That was just a bad week to try to do anything, <laughs> and I mean, and Barclays in Brooklyn. But uh, you know, it was initially supposed to be Holloway, uh, Khabib as a replacement, and then you know the commission didn't like Holloway's chapped lips and made yeah. him stop cutting weight and blah blah blah. So it, it looked like that that's something he, he if he can bait, because um, uh, the announcement with came at this event. I mean, I know we're going to move on to the some other news, but the announcement came after this event about Dana White's meeting with Khabib and how we got a solid maybe from Khabib <laughs> based on what we see, what he sees, you know, um, on uh, on this coming weekend. Um, but uh, listen, it, I mean, it, was, it was it was the biggest joke ever. Yeah. I can't believe people fell for it, you know. It's it's he's not coming back. He does it again. But yeah. I mean Dana White does it again. Every time he tells you there's gonna be a huge announcement, it's we never hear the huge announcement. It's never is. It's an action figure, it's a doll, it's, <laughs> it's, you know, it's somebody retiring from the fucking casino industry. You know, like we all we all knew it was a maybe, you know, yeah. like no shit. No shit. If you offer him a billion dollars, he'll fight tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. but um you know, I don't know, I, man. I I feel like I mean the, the you know the the whole culture he comes from and stuff. I think he's sticking to his guns. You know, I think he really wants to be done. Yeah, um, don't don't get me wrong. I believe he's retired. Yeah, uh, but but with that said, a billion dollars is a billion dollars. I mean, <laughs> if the UFC came up with a billion dollars, uh, that's that's you know a billion dollars to show up. Hey, like, yeah, yeah, you know I'm, what I mean. But that's obviously that's obviously not happening. Yeah, no. nowhere even anywhere near that. So there's for him fighting for another ten or fifteen million probably isn't just worth it to him. Um, 
with with like you said, the reason he walked away, his religious beliefs, his his country, you know, his values that he believes in as as a as a person, and um, and, and not for nothing, the whole thing with uh, you know, you got to remember it's it's because of the, the the connection to his father, the reason he got into fighting, you know that that's what got him into MMA, and and if that's if 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 that was the if that was the star that guided your path and, and it's not there anymore, then, you know, maybe it's just, that was it for him. And, and I mean, uh, you got to kind of put yourself in his shoes and just be like, listen, Hey, may, that could just, just be it for him and, and let him go. He, he did his thing. I, I know, I know Dana really wants to get that nice, even number of 30, you know, um, but like GSP already shut down any possibility and, and, and that apparently was just never going to happen anyway. So I mean, and and we know we know Khabib's not trying to give Connor any any kind of Connor's trying to bait him with the recent interviews he's done too. So yeah, I, I don't think he's gonna fall for it. If Khabib no. wants to fight, it's gonna be because he wants to fight. He's gonna have to have a motivation. Someone's yeah. gonna have to come out of the woodwork. Um, and, and I I think it he's young enough where he can wait. He can sit out a couple years and let somebody develop. Let maybe it's a Chandler or an Oliveira or McGregor, you know, maybe somebody goes on like a legit four or five fight win streak, defends the belt a couple times, you know, and, and then all of a sudden you kind of have, you know, all you just need to have a question. If somebody can question is, you know, are they the greatest? If all of a sudden you can question, because right now Khabib's the greatest, well, him and him and GSP, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we, we, GSP is 170. The greatest 155 of all time is Khabib Nurmagomedov. Mm-hmm. Um, and until that's threatened again, I just don't see any reason for him to to jump in there and risk risk it because you know 30 and 0 sounds great, uh, but 29 and 0 is a lot better than 29 and 1. And we know how how uh, how fickle MMA fans can be. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know if, if he comes back and li- if he comes back fights Gagey again and Gagey catches him with an uppercut this time, you know, is a little more loose and catches him, then then we we we've been down this route before. Then we all he he'll get the Fedor treatment or he'll get the BJ Penn. You know, we'll just mm-hmm. learn that all of a sudden he was never as good as we thought he was yeah. because some twenty three year old blogger decides that that's that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's what they think. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I got you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, with that said about Holloway, real quick, just looking at the rankings, he's kind of in limbo at one at one forty five. That's the issue he's got because he's zero and two against the champ. Wasn't he number uh, one still? No, no. Yeah, but I, yeah, but but like historically in boxing and in an MMA. Oh, like, I got you. Like, yeah. He, like okay, so if you look at it, he's he's zero and two against the champ. But that was a good decision, the last one. I yeah, mean, dude, I, I'm not saying that like he didn't even win the last fight. I thought he won it. Mm-hmm. But the history still shows he's 0-2 against the champ. The champ's fighting Ortega, who he already beat. Um, and Handily, then, too, yeah. And then, you know, uh, Zabit's kind of nowhere to be seen right now. Uh, Yair's on God knows what suspension. Uh, he just beat uh, Cater. Uh, Korean Zombie again is is. All right, is I, I even forgot what yeah, what, what weight class yeah, your fights in. That's what I mean. Like, but what I'm saying is basically, if you look at like the top five or six in that division, like there's nobody for Holloway really to fight. Like, mm-hmm. I I'm not I don't get ex- if if Ortega upsets Volkanovski, I'm not excited for for Ortega Holloway too. Like yeah. in my mind, like I have no reason to believe, especially after this past weekend, that Holloway just wouldn't pick him apart again. It, maybe even worse. 
But um, so Volkanovski is the only fight that makes sense. But again, you're selling a fight where a dude lost twice. Usually doesn't happen. Usually you have to go to a different division. Usually yeah. you got to have to go on a win streak. But there's nobody for him to really fight. Him mm-hmm. dropping down, him fighting a Josh Emmett and stuff just doesn't make sense. So um, so that's where the light the the lightweight division being so stacked right now. If if he wanted to try to make that move, maybe he feels like a you know a good matchup. Poirier obviously wasn't the matchup, but maybe a, a you know, uh, a Paul Felder, maybe he feels like a matchup with Paul Felder is a better matchup for him because, mm-hmm. you know, Felder spent a lot of his, you know, it, it can bounce back and forth. They could even do it, at, it, you know, stuff like that. But, um, I, I just, it's interesting to see where he goes, but, uh, amazing performance. And, uh, Oh man. Yeah. You know, I, I just, it's great. To, it's, it's, it was fun to see. It's it's fun to see a guy who you thought now was my, kind of down. Even like, my dad, my dad, who's back. been through everything he's been through that you know about, he was on the edge of his seat. Was like, oh my god, is who's gonna win this fight? Is that by round three? He was like, the other guy's not winning. No, it was yeah. pretty clear. It was pretty clear. But um, you know, <laughs> right before this event, you know, we talked about that UFC put out that video, uh, you know, mocking the the reporters and putting all their big profits and record breaking stuff. And, you know, I kind of called bullshit on it because we don't really know the numbers. Well, of course it comes out. The UFC is raising the price of pay-per-views again. So I believe this Conor McGregor fight will be the first UFC listed oh, yeah. at 69 Um Ouch. <laughs> do you really, are you, you, you have record breaking, you're, you're, you're celebrating record breaking profits and then you raise the price of the pay-per-view. I mean, either 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 greed is just beyond, which we know it is. We know what their situation <laughs> is, but I, it it leads me to believe that those numbers can't be accurate. Mm-hmm. It it just leads me to believe that they're mm-hmm. fucking complete bullshit. Because if you thought you were going to get two million views or pay per views for this anyway, why would you even risk raising the price and all of a sudden only get one point five million? You know, I guess it's only five bucks. Maybe they don't think the average person is not going to do it. Yeah. But I I just I. I'll never believe those numbers unless I see them actually in front of me by somebody else other than a, a, a you know, Zufa slash, you know, a whatever the hell, IWG. Media friendly. Media yeah. friendly, <laughs> you know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know what? I, I'm, you make me put my, my chin to my hands in my chin because um, you made me just, for some reason, when you said that, I thought about, do you remember, obviously they still raise their prices after the fact years later. But do you remember when Netflix tried to out of the blue raise prices on people and it became this thing that it was like, yo, you guys are mad greedy right now. Like you don't even do shit. This was before they started, you know, pre pre strangers things and stuff like that. They were still doing the DVDs. You know what I mean? Like, so it just made me think, like you said, like, like, and, and they, you know, the, the, their fans or customers called them on it and they pulled back and were like, okay, you're right. We were wrong. Um, But that you saying that just made me think about that and makes me wonder like where do the the only way fans can really express themselves the same way i mean cuz cuz obviously Dana White is not Reed Hastings he's not he's not you know he's 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 uh, i'm going to do what i want to do and that's how this business has been built and you you don't know it you know like i know it which is not for nothing i mean he's been he's been proven right most of the time because of the success he's he's seen so I'm just saying that the, if if people are going to have a problem with this, then the best way to 
to make your voice heard because he obviously tells everyone to go fuck themselves on social that tries to to you know voice their opinion so the 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 I, I it's I shouldn't have to spell this out for anybody, but don't fucking buy it. You know what I mean? Don't sign, cancel your ESPN sub, Plus subscription. I mean, shit, you got to do this. Pay, you got to pay for ESPN Plus to to buy the pay per view, and they're gonna jack that up on you too. I mean, shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, get the I, fuck I out of here. Insane. I think it's insane. I, I, is, I, is MMA highbrow now? Like, like <laughs> it's beyond highbrow. Apparently, there's no yeah. other sport you got to spend seventy dollars, you know, a month to watch at minimum. UFC is what eighty dollars. You know, when you count ESPN Plus, a pay per view, uh, a cable package just to have ESPN. I mean, you're talking, you know, a hundred dollars a month just to be a fan of the sport. Mm. Uh, it's I, I, it seems crazy. I, I just the prices are nuts for the pay per views. Um, I, I mean, you shouldn't be able to get a ticket to the event for the price of a fucking pay per view. You know, <laughs> I mean, like it, it just really weird. So I don't know. I I I don't I don't I can't. I the numbers they you know you, you especially when you brag about it like we're in a pandemic. Like a lot of people aren't working. A lot of people are struggling yeah. right now. Like, and then you're going to have like this, you know, spike the football, have a celebration in the end zone, you know, video go out where you're bragging about how much money you made and how you broke all your records. And then like on the right off the tailgate of that, you're going to all of a sudden raise the prices. Nah, nah. Like you can spell it out. However you want to spell it out. People are, are, you know, like you said, more and more people are just going to figure out ways to to not support the UFC financially, but still watch the sport. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, apparently Dana White's got something for those people too. So. Yeah, no, and, and and maybe rightfully so. You know, I'm not I'm not here to say right, wrong, mm. whatever. I just know that the you know one organization is trying to sell a pay per view now for seventy dollars a month. Um, when there's, you know, you can smart. watch stuff on CBS smart. or NBC yeah, and, and there's people that. that are smart enough to re- know how to not do that, you know. And yeah. again, right, wrong, nobody's right in this situation. Charging seventy dollars for the pay per view isn't right, you know. Stealing the pay per view is not right, but uh, you know, th- there's got to be some middle ground. I mean, seventy bucks is it's fucking ridiculous. And this isn't we're not getting ultimate ultimate cards. You know, great McGregor's fighting, but it, it's a solid card. But we're not getting, you know, for seventy bucks. We used to talk about it for a hundred dollars. You'd get like, you know, in a dream card, it would be like Lesnar versus Fedor, and you know, Chuck versus Vanderlei, and Vitor versus Shogun. You know, people would make like their fifteen fight card. You know, I'd pay a hundred for this. Well, now you're paying, you know, seventy nine or you know, seventy bucks for McGregor, Poirier, and and a couple contenders mm. fighters. You know, so. It's crazy where it's gone and, and how expensive it's become. And I wonder it's eventually it's just got to hit a wall or, yeah. just, you know, I mean, it's just, it, it doesn't seem to me to be, or maybe we just get to six pay-per-views a year, which I'd be fine with charge a hundred dollars a pay-per-view do one every other month. I mean, there's other ways around it. Have your fight nights, you know, give us this. Yeah. I mean, best fights on a pay-per-view. The quality obviously would, if they did less, maybe they could, you know, maybe we could get these, these mega cards, you know, every pay per view, and then making maybe the maybe the bang for the buck wouldn't hurt so bad. But hey, listen, man, I mean, we're saying a lot of stuff that maybe some folks will agree with, maybe some folks won't agree with. But you know, at the end of the day, 
you and I haven't sold anything for four billion dollars. So no, 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 no. And <laughs> I'm not. I mean? like, I'm not criticizing them as businessmen. I understand. No, I'm, I'm it. just. Yeah. I just as a public relations thing, as a timing thing, as a. It, to me, it just doesn't look good, and most people, yeah. I guess, don't pick up on that. The average person is just gonna well won't even notice the difference between sixty five and seventy. You know, I, I I imagine that'll be the case if you're dropping sixty five ninety nine or sixty four ninety nine every month, then then you're gonna keep doing it. But it just mm-hmm. seems it just seems greedy and, and a money grab. Because why just five bucks? Why not make it a hundred bucks? Hey, we'll see. I mean, listen, <laughs> you know? they, they're bringing in their their biggest pay per view draw you know, to, to sell this one. But uh, I mean, we'll say, I always like to give, like when I watch a TV show, I usually give it like the first three episodes to, to decide if I'm going to stick with it or not. I'm going to say the first three pay-per-view events, we'll, we'll find out if they're, you know, by the end of the, the, the first quarter, they'll probably be like, maybe in July, they'll be like, Hey, guess what? You know, sorry. Back, yeah. back to me. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, you know. have you seen any of the ratings for UFC on ABC? I'm surprised we haven't seen those yet. Uh no, and today's Tuesday. You would think, you would think that, that that's gonna. That, this will be the this will be the only ratings that they really can't hide. I mean, I guess ESPN too, but this ones are gonna be true ratings. So I'm curious to see because I imagine they're gonna be low and they're gonna blame it on the start time and football, all the stuff we talked about last week. But I, I I'm betting that the ratings aren't gonna be off the chart. I hope I'm wrong. I actually, I mean, yeah, we were talking about that. They're up against a couple of things, right? And yeah, the, I just usually of it. Yeah, it seems like you would have got those uh those results quicker than than uh than we've got them. But uh but you know, if they don't stop. UFC tomorrow, tomorrow morning. I thought it was an evening card. Uh initially Me I thought too. it was early in the evening. Now it's actually early morning. Uh we get a uh the main card kicks off at 12 p.m. Eastern um time and the prelims are at 9 9 Eastern. Uh, this was obviously the fights we talked about. I have it with my coffee and my poops. <laughs> <laughs> Just glancing and see if there's any other. I mean, it, it's a pretty big. Pre- I mean, the prelims are the prelims are, are they a bunch of prelims? Um, I'll so, tell you right now, the ones that jump out at me. Um, obviously this one because this is this is the one that Khabib is in town for to corner Umar. Mm-hmm. Um, so er, that's, he's another, he's 12 and 0. So maybe he's trying to, uh, you know, uh, carry on the family legacy of <laughs> dragging dudes through the cage. Uh, and the Merga Madoff name doesn't lose very often. No. And then, uh, um, Dalcha Langiambula versus Marcus Perez jumps out at me. And then obviously because of the, uh, um, what do they call themselves now? ATT Portland guys. Ricky Simone versus Gaetano Perillo. Uh, I'm just Simone's always fun fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. I actually haven't picked to win that fight. Um, but those are just the ones that I like as I glanced it over when we were when we were uh trying to um you know look at this card because of how early it is in the time between. I mean, we we briefly talked about uh, some of the uh, like the standout on the main cards from last week's episode. Yeah, the, the Matafari-Arujo mm-hmm. fight. Um, you know, Warley Alves is always exciting. And the main card, I mean, obviously this fight was hurt with Chimeyev and, and Leon Edwards getting yeah. removed. But, um, you know, Magni Kiesa has, has a chance. Um, 
Oh yeah, I'm glad we have this up because we were talking. You ch- you checked and you said Magni had the the reach advantage over the reach. Chip. Yeah, that's about what I was showing last week. Um, so yeah, I mean Magni's got all the all the stats that would lead you to believe he get the win. I picked Magni to win. I, I know you uh, you were kind of leaning towards Kiesa, you know, fishing for a sub uh, mm-hmm. and maybe pulling something out. But um, you know, fun fight. Uh, kind of a kind of a gatekeeper fight, maybe a loot, you know, not a loser leaves town because I don't think either of these guys are going no. anywhere, but kind of loser loser is no longer a contender fight uh, yeah. for a while. I think this maybe, maybe makes a little more sense, but um, you know, it's in the morning. Uh, I'm going to wake up. I don't, I'm not working tomorrow, so I will wake up and uh, main card. I think is going to be around noontime because again, if we look back at the prelims, it's, it's a heavy, it's a, a long, a lot of prelims, so but yeah, I mean, for you it's the morning, for me it's new time, but um, yeah, I, I definitely uh, listen. Uh, it's gonna be rough for me uh, working my day job and having these on and trying to keep up with everything. And tomorrow's definitely gonna be a busy day for me, but uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. I don't mind it at all because all of them, the prelims and this main card, are on regular ESPN. So, so you can record it and watch what you miss. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, everything works out. Oh man, so uh, you know, and then, then then the McGregor fight again on Saturday, but uh, you know, I think that's been talked about ad nauseum right now throughout the whole MMA world. Uh, other than that, Ed, uh, you know, you got anything else this week, or uh, just kind of gonna get through the fights tomorrow and look forward to the pay per view, I guess, on Saturday, huh? Yeah, I mean, I definitely, um, I'm definitely, uh, I feel like. Uh, Really quick, I just want to bring up the the main card here because oh, for Saturday. Okay. yeah, because uh, one of the one of the fights that I feel like I don't want it's not getting overlooked, but it's definitely one that seems to not. I mean, I guess today I, I've seen some buzz on it, but you know, when with McGregor and uh, Apoya top the card, but that's most seems to be most of the focus. Um, <clears throat> And it's a good card. I'm talking but shit this, about pay-per-views. This, is actually this, this fight right here, I feel like is not getting the love that it should. I think this is going to be uh this is going to be really one to watch because I know we talked about it like, like uh, UFC jitters and, you know, I've been watching some interviews. I, I want to, there's some stuff I want to write. If I can get some time to write it on Chandler uh, addressing the whole, cause we had talked about uh, Will Brooks and, UFC jitters and you know Will Brooks has those two wins over him and he kind of addressed it recently in an interview with uh Kevin Ioli over at Yahoo um talking about media friendly guys and uh this is uh it, it's one of the things where he kind of he kind of hinted like he had some stuff going on in his life personal life or whatever but uh you know he 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 believes he can cuz Dan Hooker's ranked number 6 according to to the UFC ranking Right here, on the webs on their website. Um, so he believes if he if he gets the W, he inserts himself at lightweight at uh, number five, and then he's obviously you know in line to fight all those killers at, at, at lightweight, which is is probably. I mean, I feel like one fifty five all over the landscape of MMA is just a a shark tank, no matter no matter where you compete. But um, I I feel I I just I, I think it's going to be either fight of the night contender or you know 
it's going to be like, oh, Jesus, man. You know, too bad. <laughs> it's either going to be that or it's going to be like, oh, man, I sure w- I wish Michael Chandler went to the UFC a couple of years ago. You know? Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, I look forward to it. Like, again, we talked about this, but, uh, you know, Chandler fighting is obviously exciting. Uh, a lot of people still don't know much about him. A lot of the casual UFC fans. So I hope he puts on a show and, and people are introduced to him in a proper fashion. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, I, I agree with that hundred percent. Uh, uh, I feel like he's got a chance though, but we'll see what happens. But um, no, that's it. I, uh, I, um, I'm definitely, uh, we obviously are going to get a UFC overload. It's weird. You know, Folks that were like complaining that about too many UFCs, are, you know, then Saturday came around and, 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 you know, we, it's like we have something to watch again. I'm not going to lie. The last couple of weekends before, before last weekend, I was, uh, you know, I had a little trouble. I was, you know, I was, I was street, I was playing video games, streaming on Twitch or, or just drinking myself to death because I was like, what else? <laughs> you know what I mean, like, because I train in the daytime, what am I going to do, you know? What do you do on a Saturday night during a pandemic, you know? Yeah. No, I hear you. Uh, and not to have no MMA, basically, is not just UFC, but uh, to not have any, anybody really bringing much. So, But that's over now. Fights Wednesday, then Saturday, and <laughs> yeah. probably never stop again for the rest of the year, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. um, until then, fans can always check us out at allaccessmma.com. Follow me on Twitter at MMAHawk21. Uh, also on Instagram at MMAHawk21. Follow Edit Carbazal on Twitter, Carbeerzal on Instagram, Oldhead Carb on Twitch. Ed, uh, you know, midday fights, check, get those down, and uh, hopefully get a, a rebooking uh, for, for what we missed out on tonight uh, for the near future. And uh, I'm sure there'll be plenty to talk about next week, regardless. All right, cool. We'll see you at the fights. Yep. <laughs> Hey guys, Ed here, East Coast side of the Coast to Coast Combat Hour podcast. If you like what we're doing, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, if you'd like to help us out and donate, uh, the support links are in any of the uh, podcast descriptions and some the links are also provided on our YouTube channel, The Blogboard Jungle. Um, thanks again for listening. And if you give us some support, we'll give you a shout out on the podcast, maybe... Uh, bring you on for a UFC pay-per-view breakdown or two. Thanks again.